Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm excited to be here today. This is just Antoine with Let's Get Growing, man. Um, we are at uh, day 12. Praise God. <clears throat> Excuse me. We had day 12 and um, with our quest for authentic manhood, uh, 33, the series, it has been a blessing thus far. And we're excited about what God is going to do in our lives as he helps us unpack some things and see what's been going on um, historically in our lives and how we can make some adjustments and some modifications and put some action plans uh, in place so that we can be a better us, a better, I want to be a better me. I want you to be a better you. I, I you know, God, God has, um, I like the scripture. It says, you know, he's looking to and fro throughout the whole earth, trying to find that man or that woman whose heart is perfect towards him, that he may show himself to be strong in their behalf. And so that's what I'm looking for. I want God to show himself to be strong in my behalf. I want him to use me uh, to the utmost, but I know I have to grow up. I gotta, I gotta get better. Amen. And so uh, this is what the series is all about. And so if you haven't liked us on um, our social media platforms, on Facebook, on Instagram, on um, our YouTube channel, praise the Lord, uh, Just Antoine, please go on there and, and like us and, and share us uh, with others. Um, this is this is exciting. This is just the beginning. We, we're going to continue doing this. Uh, we are very mission-minded. Um, it's going to grow. Uh, I'm not um, worried about the small numbers now. You know, um, the Bible tells us don't this uh, despise the, um, small beginnings because, you know, once you, you just got to get started, you got to get started. What God has placed on your heart, you just got to do it. You know, um, he told me a long time ago, he said that my people, they are so scared to not, uh, to mess up and make mistakes that they end up not doing my will because they're afraid, you know, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us love, power, and of a sound mind. And so we have to get going, just get moving and, you know, get started and God will give the increase. He will, he will bless, amen, what he has placed you uh, on your heart to do. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to, he, he's just constantly expanding my territory. And so I thank him for that. I thank him for the mindset. So let's go ahead and get jumping. Um, we're in volume two, day six of uh, Quest for Authentic Manhood, the 33, the series, and we are excited to see what they have to say to us today. Praise the Lord. Let me share the screen with you. Hallelujah. Well, guys, we're nearing the conclusion. This is session are. six, uh, we've covered a lot of issues. We've looked at a lot of different aspects of a man's story. But now we come to one of the most important parts of every man, and that is his heart. 
There's no doubt. It's impossible for you to be able to figure out your story without understanding your heart. I mean, the Bible speaks to that a lot. Proverbs tells us to guard our heart, for out of it comes the wellspring of life. Uh, understanding our heart, understanding the heart wound really helps us understand why there's this war that rages within us. I think Paul said it best. You know, why do I want to do the things I shouldn't do and I don't want to do the things I should? Yeah, you know, this session is uh, is so vital because this this issue with our heart affects everything else we do. And so we, we have to understand what's going on inside of us. And, you know, we talked about looking back in the first session. We're really going to look back and just kind of look at how did we get to where we are today? You know, what's really at the core? What's wrong with us at the core and how can it be fixed? Well, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to hear how we're going to work through the heart issues and how we begin to take that next level forward as a man. Welcome back, gentlemen. In this series of 33, we've talked about the importance of looking back and the power of every man's story. A big part of that, maybe even a painful part, is the reality of wounds. We defined a wound as any unresolved issue where a lack of closure adversely impacts and shapes the directions and dynamics of a man's life now. It's unfinished business from our past, that can cause collateral damage in our life today. We looked at some of the most common wounds that can hold us back in our pursuit of authentic manhood. We talked about the father wound, the mother wound, and the all alone wound. Maybe your dad wasn't there for you. He was either absent or disconnected, and it left a huge void in your soul. That's a painful part of my own story that I had to face and resolve. Uh, maybe your mom tried to fill that void and she overly bonded with you. Or maybe you've just tried to live life alone outside the context of character-shaping relationships. You thought you were protecting yourself, but now you're dealing with the consequences of living in isolation. The thing is, all men are affected by wounds to one degree or another. We're all influenced by our past, and we all live and work and play among men who have been severely wounded. Some of you had a pretty good experience with your dad, uh, with your mom and friends and mentors. Well, what you've learned in this series can enhance that experience and make it even better. I think one of the big takeaways is this. Not only can you take what you've learned to help yourself, now that you understand the reality of wounds, and the damage they can cause, it can help you connect with other men who are hurting. Uh, you can relate better and provide help. Hey, that's one of the, the ways we reject passivity and accept responsibility, lead courageously as authentic men. Impacting others and investing eternally is key to success and fulfillment in life. It would be a big mistake to isolate yourself inside a safe zone, thinking that this doesn't apply to me and ignore what's really going on. It does apply because real men are connected. Authentic men are difference makers. Now, there's another wound we need to talk about. And it's really the most important one because it affects us all. It doesn't have anything to do with our environment. And no one can escape the effects of this wound because it's stamped on our nature. Every man is born with a defective nature, a defective heart. And into 
a defective world. Every man has the heart wound. And you can't just skip over it because it affects who we are at our core and impacts everything we do. We need to know and understand what happened to us. We need to know how we got that wound. Well, something happened to the world back in the garden with Adam. God had created this perfect world and Adam lived in harmony with, with God, with Eve, with the animals, and with the earth. But once Adam and Eve sinned, everything was turned upside down. Man's relationship with God, man's relationship to other people, and the world in which man lives, in an instant, a perfect world became imperfect. And we now live and contend as broken men in a broken world. That knowledge can help us understand why so often our reality doesn't measure up to our hopes and dreams, why, why that vacation was not quite as fun and relaxing as we thought it would be, why that new car, new home, that job promotion, or new income level just didn't quite deliver the satisfaction we envisioned. And why, why marriage and parenting is as much struggle as it is a joy. Hey, we do have moments of joy and happiness, and those are evidences of God's grace and mercy. But those moments are also a taste of one day what will be. We long for something better. Uh, the Scripture says that God has put eternity into man's heart. Do you know we actually long for heaven? Whether we fully understand that or not, yet we're currently in the midst of brokenness. In spite of our best efforts to create a heaven on earth, we still experience pain, and disappointment, discouragement, fear, anxiety, and frustration. There are killer earthquakes, tornadoes, and tsunamis. The Bible actually says that the earth is literally groaning. There's sickness, poverty, famine, and wars. That is our reality in a broken world. One day, Jesus will return to make all things new. In fact, in Revelation 21, verse 4, listen to what it says about that. It says that He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. But until that day, you and I are men who live between what was and what will be. What is, what we currently live in, is a broken world. And we're called to contend, to fight, and to lead for all that is good, right, and noble. Adam's sin not only broke the world, it also broke us. That's how we got the heart wound. We're all broken. That's counter to what many societies and philosophies believe. They believe that humans are naturally good, that we come into the world with a good heart and have a natural tendency to do good things. Some people are surprised to learn that the Bible doesn't teach that at all. It teaches that our nature is, is bent and it's bent away from God. Now, I think we can all feel that on some level. 
I mean, come on, it's, it's just easier to do the wrong thing and harder to, to do the right thing. Uh, it's much harder to keep your cool than it is to lose your temper. It's so much easier to snap back and react than it is to turn the other cheek. Well, all of that comes from the heart wound. The Apostle Paul felt it. Uh, he was on a journey toward authentic manhood just like us, and he understood that our human nature is our biggest obstacle. Uh, he described his, his own struggle in Romans 7. He said that even though he knew what was right, he often couldn't do it. Even when he knew something was wrong, sometimes he did it anyway. Now, does that sound familiar? It does to me. That's my story. It's also your story, whether you admit it or not. In fact, it's everyone's story who was born since Adam. And left to ourselves, uh, we try to do good, but too often we can't. And deep down inside, there's this nagging question of just how good is good enough? So let me give you a definition of the heart wound. Here it is. The heart wound is is man's total inability to do good before God apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because of Adam's fall in the garden, the hearts of men have been corrupted. The Apostle Paul makes a, a very provocative statement in Romans 3. Uh, he says, there is no one righteous, not even one. He said, no one does good. Now, this isn't Paul uh, having a bad day and whining about it. Uh, he says the standard that determines sin is God's standard, not man's. And none of us can measure up. Uh, compared to other men, well, maybe we're not so bad, but compared to God's standard, we all fall miserably short. I think one reason it's, it's hard for us to accept the truth about sin is because we think that Sin means we're as bad as we could be. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mean that at all. There, there are a lot of social and legal mechanisms in place to, to restrain us and keep us from being too bad. Uh, theologian Wayne Grudem says this. He says, the constraints of civil laws, the expectation of family and society, and the conviction of human conscience all provide restraining influences on the sinful tendencies in our hearts. But in spite of the ability to do good in many senses of that word, our inherited corruption, our tendency to sin, means that as far as God is concerned, we are not able to do anything that pleases Him. The solution to the heart wound is not psychology, morality, religion, or self-help. That just covers it up. We might as well be putting lipstick on a pig. In his letter to the Romans, Paul reveals the solution to the heart wound. He says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Forgiveness and a relationship with God can only be ours when we place our trust in Him and what He did for us, not in what we can do for Him. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Every man must decide if he believes that about Jesus. Jesus is not only our model for authentic manhood. He is our Savior and Lord. 
the one and only solution to the heart wound. But here's the thing. Faith in Jesus doesn't mean that we all of a sudden become perfect. We're forgiven, but we're not perfect. When we put our faith in Christ, God's Spirit initiates this process in our hearts, and we begin to desire the things of God, but we still struggle with sin. Just like any other wound that leaves a scar, there are lingering effects of the heart wound. Our human nature causes us, especially as men, to be more self-reliant than God-reliant. Even as a follower of Christ, we are inclined to think that we don't need anyone's help. There's a tendency to keep up the facade and to not reveal what's really going on inside. Uh, we're like Adam when he was hiding in the garden after he sinned. He was deceived and then he deceived himself thinking that he could just hide from God and hide from what he was feeling. And we are still inclined to follow his example. Now you may be thinking, big deal, so I'm not in touch with my feelings. But it is a big deal. Because when we disconnect from our heart, it sets us up for failure and it leads us into dangerous and damaging territory. That is one of the lingering effects of the heart wound. And guys, there's not a quick fix. It's going to take work, and we're going to show you how. My dad left me when I was three years old. Uh, my mom had six children to the age of 13. My dad uh, had an affair, divorced my mom to marry the woman he'd been having the affair with. Two years later, he divorced that woman and remarried my mom again and stayed for nine months and divorced my mom again and went back and remarried that same lady. And so for me, uh, some of the way that I dealt with that and even my family dealt with that was we pretended that we were okay without my dad. In fact, we would even tell ourselves that we were in some ways better off that he wasn't in our life. But that wasn't true at all. I learned that you're going to make it work. I learned that you're going to overcome. I learned that you don't tell people about what's going on inside you. I learned that the way to succeed is just to be good at everything that you do. So I blast into life and become your typical overachiever. Coming out of a, a family that, uh, uh, you know, my mom raised six kids on $6,000 a year. We're going to an inner city high school. I come out of there straight A's, you know, never got a B until college. Somehow, I end up at an Ivy League university. I graduate four years later from Yale University. I'm blowing into life, always staying ahead of everything, competing at a high level athletically, uh, academically, just always staying ahead, knowing that if I can be successful, that somehow life's going to work. And, you know, life did work on the outside, but I was dying on the inside. I still wasn't telling the truth about what was happening in me. I was just performing, making everybody around me okay making my wife okay, making my kids okay, making my friends okay. But the truth was this, none of them were okay. None of them were okay because none of them had me. Nobody had me. They had my work, they had my performance, they had my provision, they had my gifts, they had my leadership. None of them had me, none of them had my heart. And by the way, there's no way they could have me because I didn't have me because I didn't know where I was. I was lonely for myself, I was lonely for God. I was lonely for a dad I never had. 
I was lonely for friends I was around but didn't know how to connect to. That I would do everything I was doing, everything I could to make sure everyone had what they needed. But I wasn't giving them the one thing I really that I could give and that God gave me to give and that they wanted for me, which was my heart. So all this stuff was going on inside me. All, all this whole story was happening. I couldn't even put words to most of it. Not just the drivenness, uh, not just the performance, but then even when I started leaking out sideways and some of the acting out and some of the inappropriate things that were starting to happen and some of the things that I was doing, um, I, was, I was terrified to tell anybody about what was going on inside here because I knew that if I told, if I told you who I really was, you would leave me. In fact, where I was good was I would tell you more about me than most would tell. And that kept you from wanting more. And so in some ways I was, I would even use my transparency to keep you from ever getting to the core of me. I thank God there were a couple men that weren't overwhelmed by the mess that I was. And, and they became the, they became the first place that I began to start to tell the truth. I mean, the rigorous, honest truth about what was going on inside me, about the things I was afraid of, about how lonely I was, about how sad I was. And, and those guys sat with me a lot. I don't sit here today as a man who has his act together, or who's somehow overcome it, or somehow gotten to this place where he's gotten around the corner. I am a man in process. I'm a man on a journey, and it's been a messy journey. It's not buttoned up, it's not tidy, it's not linear. Uh, it's not clean. Uh, it's been a mess. And it's still a mess. But I want to tell you this. It's alive. Alive. And I don't feel like I'm surviving anymore. I feel like I'm living. I'm living. I'm living with me in here, knowing where I'm at, where I've been, what my story has been, my mom, my dad, my family, all the things I love, all the things I wish weren't true. That's my life. I bring all that into my today with you with where I am, with how I relate to you, with things that trigger me, with feelings that burst up inside me that, that I don't know where they come from, but now I kind of do. Not, not that I figure it out, but like I know it's, I've been there before. That's familiar. And I bring all that into my today, which actually is quite frankly, it's, it's most of my hope for tomorrow is that I've seen that God has been with me in the darkness of it. He's with me today in the mess of it, which is my hope that he'll be with me in the future of it. This is what we have to contend with. Men have a tendency to bore through life with their head and work hard and, and go through the motions, but they're disconnected from their own heart. Men in general struggle to, to self-reflect and know themselves emotionally. It's hard for us to communicate at an emotional level with others. Modern sociology, psychology, and even biology tells us that Men compared to women are less inclined to understand or express their own emotions. Scholars talk about the inexpressive male, or they describe man's trained incapacity to share. One psychologist said this. He said, men's routine avoidance of self-disclosure is dangerous to their emotional and even physical health. Did you know men are less likely than women to seek help for emotional problems, but they are three to four times more likely to commit suicide. Jesus said that he came that we might have life 
And he even described it as an abundant life. But a lot of guys just settle. That's because our default mode is to close up and shut down emotionally. We just go through the motions, as, as Chip Dodd says, never fully knowing ourselves, never fully knowing others, and never fully finding the abundant life. We spend our existence toiling to make life happen, and all it gets us is a grave, a marker, and a date. Donald Miller writes about his struggle with getting in touch with his heart and the hurt that was left by an absent father. It's in the introduction of his uh, book, Father Fiction. He says, it took about a year to write this little book. It's the hardest book I've ever written. I think not because it was a literary challenge, but because it was an emotional challenge. I kept having to go places I didn't want to go to think about things I didn't want to think about. The effects of the heart wound are in the guy who's experienced failure or sexual abuse or the death of a dream, but he's never allowed himself to truly feel the disappointment, the hurt, the loss. He just, he just stuffed it and he put a lid on it. But guys, you can count on this. Those feelings and experiences that we stuff deep inside always find a way to the surface. They'll come out in anger or depression, addictions, or extreme behavior. So you can either choose to deal with them directly, or you can let them slowly dull and infect your life. So what do we do about this male tendency to disconnect, especially from our own heart? In his book, The Voice of the Heart, Chip Dodd offers three suggestions. First, he says that we must recognize and feel feelings. Dodd says that feeling our feelings is about beginning to take responsibility for the content of our hearts. It requires us to live out of how our hearts are made and use our feelings to experience and add to relationship, first with ourselves and then with others. Well, that means that we don't view feelings and emotions as negative. We recognize and we feel hurt. We feel loneliness, sadness, anger. We feel fear or shame, guilt, and gladness. Now, this doesn't mean that we make feelings the driving force of our life. Uh, there are two extremes that can happen with emotions. The first extreme is our natural tendency just to disconnect. And this is usually driven by a desire for control. We want control of life and emotions represent a loss of control. The other extreme is to exalt emotions and overindulge them. This is the guy who's always oversharing and always giving way too much information. Uh, this extreme is usually driven by self-love and self-obsession. But a balanced approach, a balanced response is to be honest with our feelings before God and before trustworthy friends who can help us respond biblically. And that leads to Dodd's second suggestion. We must tell the truth about our hearts to those who are trustworthy. A lot of guys never uh, move beyond these, these transactional drive-bys where, where they share the facts or their opinion with no emotional exchange. 
that just reveals what you think, but never who you are. We need to practice transparent communication. It's the freedom, the trust, the safety to get gut honest with another man. It invites accountability and correction if needed. And it's reciprocated. It moves backward and forward and it, it makes us better men. And when you practice it with a true friend, you'll find that friend increasingly drawn to you rather than driven away. I think a, a big reason that we don't tell other men what we feel is because we're afraid they won't like us or, or we think that we're the only one feeling that way. But to one degree or another, we all struggle with the same things. Listen to what it says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. So every temptation you face, every sin you struggle with, every challenge that stretches and squeezes you, you have in common with other men. Stu Weber in his book, Tender Warrior says, so everything that's killing you is somewhere in the chest of every man you know. It's in our chest, but men tend to keep it locked up. Hopefully, one of the big discoveries for you in 33 is that you are not alone. Dodd's final suggestion is to give the truth of your heart to God, to share what's really going on inside of you with your maker, to pray your thoughts and your feelings to God. That's what David did in the Psalms. The Psalms are like a glimpse inside his personal journal. It's where he discloses to God his joy and frustration, his, his sadness, his confusion, his failures and successes. And he's brutally honest. He's not trying to clean himself up before he speaks to God. He is practicing transparency before his creator. Hey, if you've never done it, maybe you should try keeping a journal of your prayers to God, your honest reflections on life between you and your maker. It's something that followers of Christ throughout history have, have discovered as a, a proven path to deeper intimacy with God. One man told me how he was going through a very dark time in his life. Now, I won't go into the details, but his circumstances were terrible, and he was angry with God. And he couldn't understand how God could have allowed things to happen the way they did. Uh, I asked him if he had told God how he felt. Had he told him how mad he was? And he said, well, I, I could never tell God that. And I said, don't you think he knows? I challenged him to get honest with God and, and to hold nothing back. And then to ask God to help him with his anger and to help him navigate through this. And he did it. He got in touch with his heart, and he connected with God at a level he had never gone to before. I think a lot of us really need that. To stay connected to our heart, we must recognize and feel our feelings. We must tell the truth in our heart to those who are trustworthy, and we must give the true heart to God. Guys, we are broken men living in a broken world. Jesus had some great encouragement for us. In John 16, listen to what he says. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we can count on trouble, and we shouldn't be surprised by it. 
Even for those who have put their faith in Christ, life is still hard. But we have a promise of peace, and it isn't in our circumstances or a well-thought explanation for why something bad has happened. You know, explanations just feel hollow apart from a connection with Christ. We also need a connection with others. We were wired to have community with our Creator and community with others. If we're disconnected from those two vital relationships, and if we're disconnected from our own heart and emotions, we will always be half men. Well, guys, it's just too easy for us to remain disconnected from life. In many ways, the six sessions of a man and his story have attempted to help you become more connected, connected to your past with your wounds and your victories. Connected to others, your teammates. Connected to yourself, your own heart. And finally, connected to God and the story that He is telling through your life. You know, guys, what we really need to learn to do is just to navigate the voices of our heart. Because if we don't, nothing else really matters. As we uh, wrap up this series, we need to talk strategic moves. Uh, and especially this session. For some of you, the, the main move that you need to make is to get in touch with God for the first time. You have a, a big spiritual issue and you need help with someone who's further down the road. And so maybe you need to write that down. I need to talk with someone about my relationship with God. And then all of the other sessions, go back and look at the moves that you wrote down and, and synthesize those into an action plan. And take that action plan and maybe get with another guy and say, what do you think? And come up with a way that you can not only help yourself, but you can learn how you can make a difference in the lives of others. Becky Robinson, a prominent baseball player, once said, a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. And that's really what the next step for a man ought to be, is finding a way to impact the lives of other men. You can grab a group of men whether in your workplace, in your church, in your community. And then together, you guys can begin the process, your own story and how that impacts your journey to become an authentic man. We encourage you to take that step. If this material has helped you, imagine how it can help others as you lead the way. Well, and finally, what we want to tell you is to uh, go and check out some of the other series within 33. We've got all kinds of other topics that we've dealt with. You can go to AuthenticManhood.com and find all kinds of helpful materials and other sessions and other series that'll help you be a better man. To me, it's like, you know, pulling everything out of the drawers and everything out of the closets that you hide and put away as a part of your past is really important to becoming an authentic man is that you, you're able to deal with everything that has happened to you in your life in a way that is honest and, and true. For me, at least, it's been really important to find a handful of guys and men older and, and my age and younger who are willing to engage my own story, the good and the bad and the ugly that we all have and how we kind of become a man based on what we've experienced in our own past. And so it was a for me, it was an easy topic um, to, to write about, you know, the idea of shining light on everything. I mean, that's, you know, part of the gospel. Jesus says, I'm the light, you know, and uh he brings light into darkness. And I think that's a big part of all of our stories is letting the light in. In my finest hour
I am a broken but a noble piece of flesh and bones. And I have the heart of my mother. And my father's blood runs deep within my veins. And I'm not running away. Gonna let the light in. I'm gonna stand here and face it. I'm gonna tell my story. It's written in my eyes. I'm gonna have a little tenderness and live a little mercy and show some courage. I am a man. I was not made to walk alone. A true friend can lead you down the righteous road. We are not bound by our failures. You can start again when you're young and when you're old. I'm not running away. I'm gonna let the light in. I'm gonna stand here and face it. I'm gonna tell my story. It's written in my eyes. I'm gonna have a little tenderness and live a little mercy. Show some courage. I am a man. I'm gonna let the light in. I'm gonna stand here and face it. Gonna tell my story. It's written in my eyes. I'm gonna have a little tenderness and live a little mercy. Show some courage. I am a man. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, truly, you know, finding the heart of who we are and what what's going on with us. Uh, it's it's evolutionary um, when we can really um, be in touch with our feelings and and being able to express uh, our feelings with those that are um, trustworthy and near and dear to our hearts. Um, and, and I invite you to ask God to put those people in your place um, in, in front of you so that you can know that, hey, this is a person that I can trust with my feelings, with my heart, 
um, to help me unpack some things, to hold me accountable for um, for the things that I share with them and my struggles and how that um, I'm in this quest for authentic manhood to get better, to be a better me. And we need that accountability. We need that friendship. We need that one on one. We need those teammates to really be with us. And so um, I'm going to encourage you to uh, to like um, my um, social media pages. Just Antoine. Um, let's get growing, man. Uh, find us on um, Twitter. Find us on um, YouTube as well. And and just, you know, join in, join in. We got some groups that's going to be coming up and populating. And so, um, hey, it, it just starts with you. It starts with you. And so let's go. Let's get growing. Let's 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 deal with the heart issues, the heart matters. And so that we can be the better us and, and, and be the better me um, so that God can use us and do extraordinary things in our lives. God bless you. This is just Antoine. I'll see you at the top. Bye for now.